Hi, welcome to PFQ Learning Outcome 9, and in this session we're going to be looking at communication. We're going to define the term communication. We'll see that it doesn't say send emails. Um, we're going to outline the advantages of different types of communication, as well as the disadvantages. We're going to have a look at uh, the, the contents of a communication management plan. Um, and we're going to have a look at the benefits to a project manager of taking the time to create a project management plan. So first of all then, what is communication? Sounds already simple, doesn't it, on the surface? But if you uh, look below the surface, you'll find it's a very, very complex process. It's a process of exchanging information and confirming that there is a shared understanding. So I might tell you something that I think is important to me, I'll express it in the clearest way I know, using the language that I know, using my character that's been formed over many years, and I will convey it to you. You will then take that message in and you will deconstruct that message and hopefully form the same image or picture that I had when I sent the message. And then there will be some sort of feedback exchange to confirm that what you understood is what I meant. You think with children we do this, don't we? We say to children, we say, now what are you going to do? And we tell them what to do, and then we say, now repeat back to me, in your own words, what it is you're going to do. And they come back and tell us, and that tells us whether they've understood and were listening um, to what we said. And it's the same, albeit in a more sophisticated way, in a project. Um, I think the APM did a survey many years ago uh, for the, the, the top reasons why projects fail. And communication, or lack of communication, was head and shoulders above all the other causes. And yet, interestingly enough, we, we plan time, we plan risk, we plan quality, we plan budgeting, cost control, we do all the planning in the project, but communication is rarely planned. And yet, if it's the biggest cause of project failure, surely we need to take this seriously. So think about what the effects of poor communication are. You just think about just simple things, like giving people instructions in a project, and they get the wrong message, and they go and do the wrong thing, which can be very costly or dangerous, in fact. Um, think about the different ways of communicating. You know, we, we talk to each other. Um, I'm talking to you now and you're listening. That's one way of communicating. But I could send you an email. Um, I could put a poster up in the local library. Um, I could telephone you. There's 101 ways that we can communicate. And of course, when we plan communication, what we should be doing is thinking about the most effective for this situation and this person. What might affect your choice? Well, the type of person they are. What kind of person are they? Are they a, are they a, a picture person that like pictures and graphs and charts? Or do they like spreadsheets? Do they like the sort of be brief, be bright and be gone type of message, you know, short, sharp and go? Or do they like a, a long chat where you ask them about their family and their weekend? What kind of style have they got? How much time have they got? What about the environment you're in? Is it a noisy factory? Well, maybe shouting across to them isn't going to work. So we need to think about this a little bit more and plan our communication to make it most effective. So 
I'd like you to just pause here for a minute um, and there's a little exercise for you to consider. And, and what I'd like you to do is to think about uh, a number of different ways that you communicate. So I've said three here, but you could think of perhaps more. So you could think of emailing, you think of perhaps verbal, um, you could think about telephoning someone um, and, and some others. <clears throat> and think about the advantages of doing that. But also think about the pitfalls, the disadvantages. So for example, if I send you an email, it might be very succinct and you can read it again and again and again, but can you read the emotion? You know, if I write it in full stop, if I write it not in full stops, if I write it in capital letters, then that might say something to you. If I don't put regards, kind regards at the bottom, um, you might take it as a little bit aloof and a little bit um, stern and you might start to worry about it. Uh, but different cultures would do this differently. So have a think about the different methods of communication that you employ and think about what works about them and think about what goes wrong. And, and then think about how maybe you might choose a different method uh, to achieve something, a, a better outcome for that. So a little, just a, a little contemplative exercise for you to do. So one of the ways that we can improve and formalize communication is to do stakeholder management, stakeholder analysis, understand the stakeholders, understand what it is they want, understand how they want to be communicated with, when they want to be communicated, who they want to communicate with them. So enter into a dialogue with them, understand them, and then come up with a plan to do that to give them that information. And that plan is called the Project Communication Management Plan, or the Communication Plan, as we call it here. And what this does, it describes the information that is going to be communicated, the timing of that information. So it might be one-offs, it might be um, uh, frequent uh, every week or every month. It describes the method that we're going to use. It describes the, the stakeholder themselves, who is the audience for this. Um, it also, and, and often a stakeholder plan, uh, stakeholder management plan would not have this on, but I'm recommending this, uh, the impact you desire. So what is it you want to happen when this communication is successful? And in the feedback column, how will you know when you've achieved that? So that's quite an interesting way of thinking about it. So it's very easy, isn't it, to write down what it is you're communicating when and how and who, but what is it you want to happen as a result of sending that information? And how will you know? What will the feedback be? Because remember, communication isn't just sending, it's also receiving that feedback and that validation that your message has been received and understood. And then, of course, you've also got the responsibility of the sender. Who is going to send the message? Is it going to be the project manager? Or is it going to be the marketing person? Or is it going to be someone senior like the sponsor? Um, it takes time to create a, a, a communication management plan. And therefore, often we don't do it because we've got more pressing things to do. So why invest time and effort into creating a comms plan? And I think there are a number of very good reasons for doing this. Um, for myself, I've not always done it. And when I've not done it, I've regretted it. And when I have done it, I found it to be very useful. 
So it increases the effectiveness of communication. Getting the right message to the right person at the right time in the right manner means they're more likely to receive the information and respond in the way we want them to. Um, it also helps the project manager to be more organized. You don't have to wake up every morning thinking, oh, who do I communicate with today? Oh, I don't know. Do I send them an email or a telephone? And you've got it in the plan. So you just look in the plan and you say, right, today I've got to communicate with a sponsor and I'm going to do it in this way because that's what we've agreed. It just makes things easier. If it's all documented, um, we just know how to do it. The mechanisms are in place and we've met their expectations. They're expecting an email or a telephone call or a face-to-face. -face. We don't surprise them. We, we, we meet their expectations. It just makes the whole thing easier to manage. Um, and it documents their needs. It, it constantly reminds us that we thought about these stakeholders and we've understood their needs rather than let them slip into the distance where we just think it's all about me and my project. And actually, the project is all about the stakeholders, isn't it? The users, for example, who get the products. So it keeps them in mind and tells me that I have analysed them and they have needs, and this is how I meet those needs. So it brings them to the fore, keeps them at the, at the front of your mind in a project.